I'm Georgie. And I'm Michaela. And we're here to tell you about the University of Aberdeen. In each episode, we will discuss frequently asked questions about topics such as applications, go abroad, student life, sports and societies, budgeting for uni, and life in Aberdeen. We will be speaking to current Aberdeen students, those who really know what it's like to study and live here. And we'll be getting exclusive tips from members of our amazing staff. Join us for this episode of Ask Aberdeen. Hi everyone, welcome to our latest podcast episode of Ask Aberdeen. Um, In this episode, we're going to be talking to three students who are from varying places across the UK um, and can tell us more about their experience of what it is like for them to either, you know, live really close to home or um, have moved further away from home and you know a lot of you will be looking at different options across the UK you might be thinking about staying at home literally staying at home with your parents and just going to your local university or you might be thinking about moving really far away you know to the other other corner of the UK and you might be wondering you know what is that experience like especially if your um, schoolmates are not doing similar things you know you might be the only one who's looking at moving to Scotland um, and you might find that a bit daunting but hopefully speaking to the three students that we've got here today will give you a little bit of an idea of what it's like and you know give you the the confidence as well that it's all fine you know you will you will be fine regardless of what choice you make. So with me today, as I mentioned, we have three students and I will ask them now to introduce themselves and I will make sure that all of them have space to say things um, across the podcast. So if there's, if you are a student moving from England, if you're a student moving from elsewhere in Scotland, or if you're staying in Aberdeen, you know, there's someone here representing you and sort of giving you an idea of what that will be like. Right, so let's start with Greg. Greg, do you mind um, telling us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you're studying, all that jazz? Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Greg. I'm from just outside Durham in northeast of England, and I'm here studying uh, clinical pharmacology as a master's. But I also did my undergraduate in pharmacology here in Aberdeen as well. And can you just tell us in in hours <laughs> how far away is Durham from Aberdeen? Uh, it's about a four and a half, five hour drive on a good day, or on a bad day, it can be way more than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See. Okay, and we've got Helen, who is from Shetland. Do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm Helen. I'm from Shetland, and I'm currently in fourth year studying anthropology. Um, in terms of hours, if you want to get the boat, which goes from Shetland to Aberdeen, then it's uh, 14 hours on a short trip and 16 hours on the longer trip. Uh, but you can also get a flight, which is only an hour, so that's a bit better. Yeah, so, you know, people think of Shetland as being just off the coast of Aberdeen. It really isn't, but I guess we're the sort of closest mainland um, that there is to Shetland. But, you know, so you're sort of representing the people who are still from Scotland, but also might actually be thinking that Aberdeen is a little bit further away from home um, than, you know, necessarily like going to a university that's 20 minutes outside of their flat. Um, and we also have Caitlin. Caitlin is from Aberdeen. And do you mind introducing yourself, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm Caitlin and I study psychology and business. I have lived in Aberdeen my whole life since I was born. Uh, I did live in Aberdeenshire for a while, but still Aberdeen. Um, and I went to Aberdeen Uni and just stayed close to home. 
So we have um, a really great variety of experiences here, as you can um, tell. And I would like to start with asking um, Greg. Let's start with Greg. Um, and I would like to ask you, why did you decide to go to Aberdeen? Because, you know, in Durham um, and around Durham, there's quite a choice of universities. So what made you look at a university so far away? Um, well. I started off with when I was at school I went to a, a chemistry competition that was hosted up here in Aberdeen University and sort of a nice meant gave me a chance to look around the university and things and I quite liked it so it was always on the list of ones I was interested in looking at and um, I looked at the courses and I enjoyed what I saw and there was a lot of um, there was a lot of other universities that didn't offer quite as good courses and the facilities were excellent so there's really distance didn't play too much of a role in choosing the, when if the course was good then the distance didn't make too much of an issue for me right so you were more focused about on getting what you want rather than you know staying in a specific location or anything like that yeah yeah did you know anyone else from your school who decided to sort of branch out or did most people stay local there wasn't too many people from my school going to university so there wasn't that many of us not a big pool of us to uh, to choose from but um one of my friends ended up at Glasgow University, and that was the, the closest I had to anyone from my school to Aberdeen. And most of the people went went south from Durham. So it wasn't necessarily, you know, you being an outlier. You sort of you did your own thing, but you didn't have to, you know, battle people who were saying, "Why are you doing this?" Yeah, yeah, there was nothing, nothing like that at all. It was all there was no uh, pressure to choose a particular place or feeling abandonment from people because you were going far away and other people weren't or you were going the opposite direction to people. It was all go and get what you want to get and do what you want to do. Oh, that's that's really good. I have to say, um, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I am not from the UK and I was surprisingly enough the only person I knew who was not going to a Czech university and chose to go abroad and I have to say I did have a little bit of a pressure from others being sort of like why are you going abroad um, you know we've got perfectly good universities um, but I think it's just really about focusing on what you want at that point you know because your flat uh, not your flatmates your classmates might be doing a certain thing but you know it's about what you want it's your future you know don't worry too much about what becky from you know your your chemistry class thinks because you're not gonna see becky ever again um after you finish school obviously you might still be good friends with some of your um school friends but you know don't really worry too much about what everyone else is doing just focus on what you want to do so helen we've just heard from greg um you know he was moving from england which you know there there was sort of expectation that he's going to be going further away from home but you were moving from from shetland which is quite a small place to a bigger place which is relatively close in Shetland terms um, how did you how did you decide to go to mainland go to university and come to Aberdeen yeah well I kind of always um, had an idea that I would uh, go like come to the mainland of Scotland for a university since um, there is like a small college and university in Shetland but there's not too many options and that's it's a really good option for people that would like to stay in Shetland but for me I, I knew I wanted to go um, to mainland Scotland and um, have that experience of sort of living away from your parents and like kind of growing up a bit I guess um, and I eventually chose Aberdeen because um, I was really quite inspired by the department on that I was originally in which was German 
um, on one of my trips to Aberdeen. We were quite lucky in that we got to have a few trips um, to various universities around Scotland. And when we were in Aberdeen, um, we had the chance to speak to people who were in the department that we were hoping to go into. Um, and I was really inspired by someone in that department. Um, so that was kind of one of the main factors. And as well, a lot of my friends from home were going to Aberdeen. I knew a lot of people um, in my class that had decided to go to Aberdeen or to mainland Scotland as well, which was really nice. So I knew that there was people around me that were having the kind of same experiences. And as well as that, like you say, it's Aberdeen is probably like the closest mainland link to Shetland. Um, and there's a lot of people that are always passing through because of like hospital appointments or just going on holiday. And it's sort of a place, if you're from Shetland, then you're always going through Aberdeen to get to somewhere else. So I was quite familiar with like sort of the main like city centre kind of area of Aberdeen. Um, and it was quite nice to be able to get to know other places around. And of course, the university is such a beautiful like campus as well. And that I really enjoyed the whole like feeling of being on campus because it feels a bit separate from the rest of Aberdeen. It's like your own little enclosed area. So I really enjoyed that as well. And you said, you know, you knew a few people from your school. How big was your school? Was there... Were there many people who were, you know, going to university from your school? Yeah, um, there was actually quite a few of my year. Um, when we started off, there was, in first year um, of secondary school, there were 47 of us, and that was considered a big class for, for our school. <laughs> so um, it wasn't, like, the biggest school ever. And by sixth year, I think there was about 15 or 16 of us. Um, and I think about eight of us went to university, so that's pretty good, or maybe even more, actually. Um, so that's pretty good like pretty good statistic um so yeah there was a lot of my friends and a lot of my best friends that were going to um Aberdeen as well so that was really really helpful knowing that they were that they ended up like being quite close to me and one of my best friends went to Aberdeen uni too and we ended up living in flats just across from each other so it was nice because we got to know each other's flatmates but we didn't necessarily have to um we didn't necessarily like have to spend the whole time together but it was good to be able to know that we were right next to each other when we needed each other. Yeah that's quite a, a, a different experience. I know that Greg went to quite a big sixth form school while you went to a kindergarten um, and primary school and secondary school that was pretty much all in the same place. Yeah that's right yeah it was all just like it was probably like one of the old, I mean, I can't, I've never heard of anyone else saying that they've been to a school like this, but it was all the nursery, primary and secondary were all in the same like place, just in separate buildings, but they were all in the same place. It was just five minute walk away from my, from my house. But um, yeah, it was a bit of a different experience when there was only really about 150 pupils in the whole of the secondary school. So, yeah, we knew, like, everyone, so it was quite a funny... It's a different way of growing up, I guess. Yeah, and then coming to university, which is, you know, which has got, like, 15,000 undergraduate students, you know, that will be quite a culture shock just from, you know, coming uh, from such a sort of tight-knit community. Um, so we we are going to talk about that a little bit more um, in a little bit. I'm just going to ask Caitlin now. Um, you are from Aberdeen, Caitlin, and... You went to secondary school in Aberdeen, and then you decided to also go to university in Aberdeen. How did how did that come about? Yeah, so I think I had always been quite keen on the idea of staying in Aberdeen. I just wasn't sure 
about going anywhere else. I didn't know anywhere else kind of enough to think that much about going anywhere else. And then when I started looking at universities, I was quite keen and I heard really good things about psychology at the University of Aberdeen. So that really attracted me to staying here as well. It seemed practical to stay here for many, many reasons. Um, And it's somewhere that I've lived since I was born so it's somewhere that I know really well Uh, I'm comfortable in the city and I was quite happy to stay where I was. Great and did you know many people from your secondary school who also decided to stay or were people mostly looking at going away from Aberdeen? Uh, So in my year there was quite a lot of people that were moving away Uh, and they were moving to different parts of Scotland, places in England, there was people moving to America, there was people moving everywhere. There wasn't actually that many people staying in Aberdeen, which was strange to me from an Aberdeen school, Um, but there were a lot of people wanting to go elsewhere but there was quite a small group of people I think there was maybe 10 of us staying from my school that were going to universities in Aberdeen oh cool um that's 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 um that's interesting that's good to hear that some at least people are staying in Aberdeen how did you know about the university did you visit um an open day before you actually decided to apply or did you sort of always live with the knowledge that university exists and you know that the university of aberdeen is there did you like look into what the university is like yeah i was kind of i think i was always kind of aware that it existed um but we were lucky that in school we would often get like little day trips to the University of Aberdeen to just kind of visit and we did things like being a student for a day and that kind of thing so I got to see it quite a lot and like we would go to events and stuff there um I think I did go to one open day um I but yeah I was kind of always aware that it existed and then got more kind of knowledge of it when I started properly looking into universities and actually looking at which ones would be best to go to. Um, How were your parents? Were your parents sort of supportive of you staying at home? And you also live at home, right? Um, How did they feel about you staying at home while you go to university? Yeah, I think they they were supportive that I was welcome to kind of move somewhere else if that was something that I wanted to do. But I think they were quite happy for me to stay here. Um, I have quite a lot of uh, siblings. My mum's a foster carer, so I'm quite involved at home. So I think she was helpful. She was glad that I was there to help with that as well. That's that's good to hear because obviously parents are you know, a huge influence in our lives and it would be a real shame if your parents if your parents are not on board with what you're thinking you want to do. Um, and Greg, your parents, how were they thinking, how were they feeling about you going sort of so far away from home that you won't be able to visit every weekend? Um, they they obviously weren't super keen to start with, but they did a similar thing when they went off to university. So it was something that they sort of expected, not expected, but they had experienced the other way around as well. So it was a nice sort of continuation of, of it, which meant made me feel comfortable in doing it. 
And Helen, I presume that your parents were on board with it because in Shetland, you sort of, you have to go away if you uh, want to go to university. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely very supportive about it. And um, my my dad was at university in Aberdeen as well. Um, and my, my mom actually had to go to Edinburgh to do her, um, like a year of college when she left school as well. So they both experienced it as well. And I think that they, they knew that it was... Um, something that's good if you're from a smaller place like Shetland and it is good to spend time in a big city or like a bigger city and like get to be acquainted with like meeting lots of different people and um, you know finding your way around somewhere that's a bit new and different so I think yeah they were always really supportive of anything that me or my sister chose to do. So uh, let's get into what it was like for you to actually move to university. How did you find transitioning to uni? Was it very different to uh, being in school in general? And also, how was it sort of being in a new place that you might not know that well before um, you moved there? Um, let's start with Greg. Um, it's it's different to school and to living it. For me, it was different to living at home because obviously you've got to do all the... The chores. You've got to live by yourself, yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got to fit into, you're already studying, if you're studying at home, you've got support around you and everything, and that doesn't go away, but it, you need to build them again, build those support bridges again, I guess, and fit into your day, time to do your chores, and time to cook your food, and time to go shopping and everything, which does take a little bit of getting used to begin with if you start from nothing, but it's, it's not impossible to do it. It's really quite, it flows quite nicely with university life. I think. And you lived in Hillhead Halls, right, Greg? So you were pretty much around people who were also in the exact same situation. Most of them probably living away from home for the first time ever. That probably would have been quite a reassuring experience as well, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So Hillhead was just, it was just, everyone was in the same boat, really, being away from home for the first time. In my little flat in Hillhead, there was five of us and we were all from outside Scotland so we'd all travelled quite a long way to get to Aberdeen and we all didn't really know many people around the city or anything so it was good to explore as a group and, and look around and sort of settle in together really. Yeah absolutely um, when I lived in Hillhead there were there were also five people in my um, sort of kitchen um, because I lived in Adam Smith which doesn't necessarily doesn't have the traditional flat layout it's more like a corridor style so in my kitchen um, there were five of us and I actually, yeah, all of us were from outside of the UK, in fact. Um, so we all dealt with, you know, varying degrees of homesickness and um, culture shocks and, um, you know, figuring out how the heck um, do I use a gas hob and all of that stuff. You know, like it really was a learning experience together. So that was nice. And also all of us trying to figure out what in the world is going on with having a separate tap for hot water and for cold water? Like, I mean, I'm sorry, UK, but who who has that? Like, this is the 21st century, you know, like, let's get on with stuff. So we um, actually, I remember there was one time when um, we crafted a Coke bottle into like a mixer tap um, for, for our um, separate taps in our bedrooms um so we had a little craft afternoons together like that and it was really nice to you know have people who also didn't really have their parents nearby and didn't know what they were doing and were also learning to cook for the first time together in a flat um helen you lived in 
you lived in um, private halls, is that right? And you lived, you said you lived near a friend that you knew from school, but you actually, in your flats, there was a just a mixture of people. How did you find transitioning into the Aberdeen big city lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, I found it okay because I'd sort of, like, I'd been in Aberdeen before, so I kind of half knew my way around the city centre, like, in terms of finding my way around. Um, and I, I really enjoyed living in halls as well. I thought, I mean, of course, you always have, like, people that you're living with that you're kind of like, don't know about them, but... Those who don't clean uh, and those who leave their stinky food out and don't wash their pans. Oh, yeah, we know those. Yeah, exactly. Um, but overall, I found it was really good because in my flat then, because it was in private uh, accommodation, then there was a sort of mixture of people from, like, all over the place and also going to different universities um which was interesting as well but so I don't know maybe if I did it again I would probably stay at Aberdeen like uni halls but um it was still a good experience and I found it like I found probably the most difficult thing for me was like coming up with a proper routine um trying to like because when you're at school then obviously you're there from whatever, nine until three, roughly. So that's, like, your time for studying. Maybe you have some homework in the evening, but, like, well, especially being in sixth year, then we had free periods and whatever, so we could do what we wanted, like, do our studying then. Um, But then when you come to uni and then suddenly you have a different kind of routine that you have to sort of fit, fit yourself into, then it becomes a bit different. And I found that probably the most difficult. But, again, it's not impossible. You just have to make sure that you like make enough time for everything and that's something that you just learn over time eventually. Yeah exactly that's not something that everyone is born with majority of us you know really have to go through sort of a trial and error phase um, where you try out different things like getting up at 1 p.m and doing all your coursework at 3 a.m you know I I tried that for four years of my degree and um, yeah I mean it works for me sort of um, but it might not work for everyone. You might find that like a routine really helps and possibly keep into sort of the same um, general timelines that you would in school, you know, like getting up early and doing your work during the day and then having the evenings off. Some people find that they work better in the evenings. Um, You might find that you have people in your flat who are just on a complete opposite schedule to you. And it's just a really interesting experience, you know, getting to know all these people and all these different ways of doing things, because in school you might have been sort of led to do things a certain way and you come to university and they're just like, you know, you do your thing, you you do, you learn however you want to learn, you just find what works for you. And there's also support at university where they help you figure those things out. If you um, struggle with attention, you know, if you, for example, have a specific um, attention deficit disorder, there are actually people who can sit down, advisors who can sit down with you and work out a schedule that will work with um, for your needs. And um, there are also advisors in general who can just help you advise, you know, what will work the best for you based on your experiences. And Caitlin, um, you must have had quite a different experience because you still lived at home and, you know, you were with your mum uh, you know, pretty much the whole time. Um, anytime you were not in uni, you would have had your mum around. So how did you find transitioning to uni when you're in the same environment as when you were at school? Did you find it quite difficult? Did you feel like you actually 
did change, like you did gain confidence while going to university? Yeah, I definitely feel like as much as I was still in the same home environment, I feel like I really changed as a person that I definitely did become more confident. And I think that even though my home environment was still the same, it was as though like, of course, when you're in school, you're kind of, you've got your strict timetable, you're with the same kind of small, well, not that small, but small group of people. Um, and you're kind of, you're doing things that everyone's telling you to do. And as much as at university, you're still given that structure, it's not the same that, you, you know, you have more freedom when you go to uni. And I really, I think that I really benefited from that. And that change in environment really benefited me that I became more confident and felt more free to just kind of organize things like you were saying about a routine and I could just kind of make my own routine rather than having to follow one that someone gave me at school um so yeah I think that being at home didn't really affect me all that much and I still benefited from transitioning to university yeah I mean a lot of people will end up being in the same environment but still you know that doesn't mean that you can't change just because you are in the same room that you were a year ago when you were in school it doesn't mean that you can't find new hobbies and new friends and meet new people so it is really about what you want and what you make of the experience and Caitlin how did you find making friends how did you meet friends because you, if you were not in halls you know what else could you do to meet friends if you're not living with them you know <laughs> Um, I think I was lucky that there was that small group of people that were coming from my school. So I did already kind of know those people. And as much as they weren't really, they were kind of people that I spoke to when I was in school, but they weren't like close friends. And then some of them became close friends when I went to uni. Um, and then there was also, I was able to kind of meet people in lectures and of course psychology particularly is very kind of, I would say, hands-on and that we have a lot of like kind of small group tutorials and stuff where I would be talking to people quite a lot in there um, and making more friends through doing things like that. Um, and then even though I lived at home, I was still able to like go on nights out and go to uni events and stuff. I was still quite able to do that because my mum wasn't a very fussy about me going to these places. Um, she was quite happy to have me socialising and stuff. So I was still able to, I feel like in a way it might have been easier for me if I lived in halls, but then at the same time, like has been said I think you can end up living with people that you're maybe not as keen on and at least I didn't have to worry about people not like cleaning up after themselves <laughs> I didn't have that issue <laughs> yeah I mean like telling your mum off for like not putting her laundry away I mean that would be a bit awkward yeah <laughs> um and you said you went on nights out. Did you did you ever sort of stay at someone's place after a night out or did you always go home? Yeah, so I'd I'd sometimes come home, but sometimes it would just be easier to go and stay with my friends in their halls because of course halls are typically 
quite close to town and a lot easier to get back to. I'm like a 20 minute taxi, so it made my nights out a lot more expensive if I got a night, if I got a taxi home. So sometimes it was just easier to stay with my friends in their halls. Yeah, and that's obviously also an option, you know, you can still sort of get the best of both worlds, like, you know, getting the nights out without parental supervision um, when you stay away and stay at someone's place um, and then just go home the next day and get give your mum the lowdown on what happened the night before. Um, yeah. <laughs> can definitely see the advantages of living at home where you, you don't have to clean up after other people necessarily and you know and you always have someone who wants to listen to you there. Living with your parents is not necessarily a bad thing um, I have to say now that I have lived away from home for a while. And you were talking about you know how you met other people and stuff. Um, Greg, I know that you joined quite a lot of societies when you first came to Aberdeen, is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So one of the ways of getting to know lots of people was sort of the Freshers' Fair and then the Sports Fair, just going around and joining some clubs and then going to their free taster sessions where you just go and meet and see what, what they're doing and what it's like. And then they inevitably have social events afterwards so you can get to know the people in a social scenario as well, which is always quite nice. And you get to meet people of all different um, not necessarily in your year at uni, not on your course, just a whole mishmash of people doing tons of different stuff. So you really get a wide range of, of people with totally different life experiences, which is great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Helen, did you join many societies when you came? Yeah, I joined a few, um, although I kind of ended up not going as much um, in second and third year, but it was really good in first year because I was able to go and like meet other people. And like it, like you're saying, it was like a a great way to find out about like the best places to go and like even just to like to get to know how how you how you could meet other people like you always knew that it was there and it was like an option um although a lot of the time what would end up happening would be that I would go along to these events and then suddenly my friends would turn up and then we'd end up going off and doing something else but it was like a great way to start meeting people and like just to get to know other experiences. Aberdeen is a like decent sized city. There's about I think two hundred fifty thousand people. Like when you take in all the suburbs and stuff, but you still do get that sort of smaller city feel as well. So a lot of the time, you know, when you're out with your friends, you might run into your other friends. And Helen, you were once at a club, right? And you were saying that there was quite a lot of people you actually knew. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it just used to happen the whole time because because obviously there are like other universities in Aberdeen. Um, and there's a lot of people from Shetland that go to those universities and there's a lot of people from Shetland that go to Aberdeen University and like there would be like countless times that we were in various clubs and suddenly there would be like one Shetland person that you knew, knew there and then there would be another person and suddenly there would be like a huge super group like in the corner of a club it's just all Shetlanders not even particularly that we like knew each other well but it was just like people would point at you and be like Shetland and then they'd like <laughs> come and like group in around you but I mean it eventually led to like us nearly starting a Shetland and Orkney society like us trying to form the basis of that group and I think in the Facebook group there was like over like nearly about 100 people in the group so we were doing pretty well <laughs> yeah so you might try to move away from Shetland but Shetland stays in you <laughs> find you whenever you're in a club clearly yeah exactly I think that's the thing about Shetlanders is that it doesn't really matter where you go you always find someone from Shetland there like despite the small population 
we just seem to get everywhere so yeah i bet that greg didn't really have that same experience with people from durham where you like pointed at someone we're like durham not really i did meet one person once in a, in a nightclub from durham <laughs> but it is nice that the city is sort of small enough for you to run into people you know that that does make it feel a little bit less daunting as well um i worked at a job in um in a city center grocery store and the amount of people that would like come by and like buy stuff and be like oh we know each other from somewhere right like where do i know you from um so it is quite a you know even though the city is bigger than what you possibly might be used to or if you're coming from London, it might seem like a really, really tiny village. Um, you know, like there are people that you meet that you know, and um, the, the scene is not so large that you get lost in it. But also, it just, it does give you the chance to sort of start afresh. So if you're looking to sort of to find yourself more and um, sort of discover who you actually are, rather than, you know, the sort of possibly stereotype you might have been cast into in high school, like the school clown, which was me. Um, you know, you might be looking to sort of see who you actually are. And university is a great way to build confidence and, um, you know, sort of be yourself authentically. Greg, did you find, did you find that was the case for you, being just able to be yourself? Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it was a nice, just total blank slate, really. You could you could be whatever you wanted to be with, with no restrictions, really. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the case. And I mean, as Caitlin said, you don't even have to, like, move far away from home to be able to do that. Um, but if you do come to a university or a place where you don't really know anyone, that does give you that opportunity to just sort of say, don't call me by that nickname that my mum gave me when I was five years old. And it's sort of stuck with me for my entire teenage years. Um, you know, let's just, let's just call me Michaela. Don't call me Mishka anymore, please. But yeah, um, with you two guys, um, Helen and Greg, moving a little bit further away from home, did you ever find yourself homesick, Greg? Um... To begin with, it was a so driving up the first time from Durham all the way up to Aberdeen. I got about halfway up and realised that it's actually quite a long way, and there's not going to be going back for an odd day here and there. It's it is quite a long way away. But I can phone people if I need to talk to them, and they're always willing to talk to me because that's family like that. If you need to talk to them, they're always there to listen, or most of the time. And again, friends, much of the same. How did you find it, Helen? With you being actually physically so far away, were you homesick? Yeah, I did get homesick sometimes, but I think it it was always like after I'd been speaking to like family or especially my grandparents, I always found that it was like, oh, I really do miss everybody at home. But I, I found it was quite easy to like adjust eventually because a lot of my friends were like close by and I knew that there was other people from Shetland there. So they were all kind of experiencing the same thing. Um, and I think that that was something that was quite helpful. And even not even just like Shetlanders experiencing that, but like um, in my flat, there was a girl from Germany who lived there. And obviously she was so far away from her home that it kind of put things into perspective. Like I was like, if I really wanted to, I could just jump on the boat and I would be home like the next morning. So it's it wasn't like too much. I always knew that I had that option. Whereas for her, she would have to get all these like connecting flights and it would take forever and you would have to book it so far in advance before it was like cheap enough that you could go so I felt quite lucky in the fact that I could just like or hop on the plane or whatever and go home whereas she had to plan out her trips and stuff and I so I was uh, that kind of put things into perspective a little bit as well yeah I mean 
I knew when I was moving away that I was only going to be able to visit my family like at Christmas and during the summer. Um, so I was sort of prepared for it, but there are still things that you will find, you know, you miss, like there's just a day when you're really craving your mom's chicken noodle soup or something. Um, Greg, did you find that just having stuff to do helped with your homesickness? Yeah, university is quite busy. There's lots of social events going on, so, and, and there's uni work as well, believe it or not. So you've got to like keep a busy schedule most of the time anyway, so you don't have too much time to just sit and think about missing things because you're already you're doing something new a lot of the time and exploring and getting to know Aberdeen. So you've got plenty going on already without really having the time to worry about homesickness. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see that as well. Just being busy and just, you know, planning your reading, um, that definitely helps. So if you're moving away from home and you're sort of worried about, you know, finding yourself in a new place, definitely joining societies, joining sports teams, um, getting a part-time job or volunteering somewhere, that will be one way that might really help you get sort of through the worst of it. And then you will find that you're actually making Aberdeen your home. Um, and you know, you might not want to leave afterwards. Um, like I decided to stay because I decided to actually, you know, I decided that Aberdeen was like lovely place and I really liked it. And that's not what I thought was going to happen at first because the first few weeks might be tough. And, you know, it's such an unfamiliar place if you're moving from further away and, you know, you might just really find it weird everything is weird and you just really want to go back to your creature comforts um but you will you will get through that initial phase and you will make yourself a new home so you might you might confuse people by referring you know i want to go home um that might mean that you want to go to your flat in aberdeen or it might mean that you want to go visit your family in shetland you know so um that will be quite a it is quite a transformative experience and it makes you realize it's it's you, you know, you're your home. So you just have to, you just find the home in yourself and you find what makes home for you. Um, Caitlin, obviously you probably weren't homesick um, because you were away from home for like a three hour lecture and then you came back. Um, but how did you cope with, you know, just being in Aberdeen? Did you ever want to leave Aberdeen? Did you ever go and visit your friends in other cities, you know, just to get a little bit of a different, city feel yeah there was i think that was the advantage that so much of my year went to different places there was always that kind of opportunity to go to different places um and my boyfriend lives in glasgow so i feel like i spend half of my time in glasgow anyway um so i was kind of able to still visit other cities and kind of almost get the student life of other cities as well as my own um and I could kind of transport myself between the two of them. Um, so that was nice to kind of get the different experiences. But yeah, I, I definitely didn't get homesick going to uni from like nine till five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess that's an advantage of staying in your city. You know, you also did explore the city a bit more yourself, didn't you? You said that you have sort of discovered things that you didn't really notice about Aberdeen before, like Aberdeen City and stuff. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, I feel like it was... I only turned 18 just before I started uni, like a week before. So, of course, I 
I knew that there were clubs and stuff there, but I had never really, like, realised where they were. Like, I would be in the set, the centre of the city, like, shopping, and I would be walking past these clubs and have no idea that they were clubs until I actually, like, turned 18 and went to uni, and people were like, oh, yeah, that's a club. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so it was kind of opening my eyes a bit to that. Um and yeah, I feel like, and like you view things differently. I think like I would normally walk past a cafe and be like, oh, that's just a cute little cafe. Um, but now I'll see it and be like, oh, that's where everyone revises for exams. Um, and like my, I think it was my granddad used to call the library the like big zebra print building and now I actually know that it's like the library and I've seen like inside of it um so yeah I think it gives you a bit of a different perspective and of course the campus is so big as well that I feel like you I think people know that the campus is big but you don't really realize until you're actually like going there how big it is like if you're just driving past it doesn't look that big but then you're in it and I still get lost and I'm away into fourth year <laughs> to be fair some of our buildings are a little bit unique in their setup so um there's one building Meston building which I always joke like just finding your tutorial room in Meston is like a task from the Triwizard tournament in Harry Potter because it's just it's just a, such a unique building in its layout that you know if you if you manage to find your tutorial tutorial room while um you know in your first year then you can do anything you you can get that first class degree um you know just as long as you manage to find that room so um what would you say caitlin would be your main tip for people who are staying at home what would you say is something that they should keep in mind for when they go to university um, I think just don't be too conscious of what other people are doing. I feel like there were some times when I was in school that, of course, there were so many people in my year that were moving to different places and stuff. And I kind of did think, like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Like, but I think I always knew that it was the right thing for me. So I think to just know that... It doesn't really matter what other people are doing and it's important that you do what is right for you rather than what you think you should be doing. Um, and just to be kind of open-minded almost about going into uni and even if you are staying at home, then you can still get that uni experience and not to be too concerned about like, oh, I won't be able to make friends or all my friends are moving away because there are always opportunities to do that and do new things learn new things and yeah there's plenty chances to get that student experience just it might be slightly different if you're living at home but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a worse experience it's just a different one yeah absolutely greg do you have any parting words for us sure um they'd be open-minded about it and jump into some things but if it's something you don't want to do you don't have to do it then as long as you are comfortable with what you're doing and where you're doing it it's great and helen what would you say um for someone you know who's moving a little bit further away from home for university what would you sort of say keep in mind remember this yeah yeah exactly the things that these two are just saying like just open yourself up to experiencing lots of new things and if you don't want to then you don't like you don't have to do everything but I was kind of thinking about um 
possible like tips to maybe help if you are feeling a bit homesick or anything then just like get some recipes from your from your family and make sure that you make those on days that are that you're maybe thinking about about people that you're missing or whatever and just like make sure that you're that you're being who you want to be like you don't have to follow what everyone else is doing and make sure that you're opening yourself up to experiencing lots of new things go along to these like society events even just like the freshers fair and those kinds of things is a great way to see what the university has on offer and just try not to close yourself off to experiencing all these new and strange and wonderful things yeah absolutely i absolutely would echo that um you know try new things and if you find out that it's not for you it's okay you don't have to go clubbing because everyone else is going clubbing you don't have to like going to cafes because everyone else likes going to cafes and studying i think that's a little bit of a stereotype that we all love it i don't know if necessarily everyone loves it i certainly do but it's okay if you don't you know if you don't like going to cafes don't go if you um, love doing sports and you just want to spend every spare minute of your time you know in a sport different sports teams that's fine as well you know it's really about you and the universe is such a big place that you will find someone who's similar to you and likes similar things there will be someone out there because there's 15,000 undergraduate students you know across so many different programs you will find someone like-minded that will you know be your person and that you will be able to make friends with well thank you so much three of you um it's been enlightening talking to you and finding out about your experiences and i hope that everyone who's listening you know really takes it to heart that just do what's right for you don't worry about what other people are doing and this is something that you can talk to your friends and family about as well. You don't have to do this alone. Um, decisions, you know, are difficult and especially as a big one as going to university and choosing your university. So definitely, you know, chat with people. Feel free to also um, chat to our current students. So if you want to talk to uh, someone from your country or your um, degree program that you're thinking about applying, we've got a Unibody account um, thing on our website where you can contact current students and talk to them, ask them your questions. And of course, you know, join us for um, our future episodes as well. So next week, we're actually going to be talking to someone about going to study abroad while you're at Aberdeen and um, what it's like to actually go even further away from Aberdeen than what you've already done before. So join us next week for go abroad, um, studying abroad. And um, I hope that we will hear from you. And thank you again, three of you, Greg, Helen and Caitlin for joining us this week. for joining us for this episode of the Ask Aberdeen podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic we should cover, please email us at ukteam at abdn.ac.uk. We would love to hear from you. To be alerted about new episodes, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.